Hello and welcome to Team Talk, the show that's all about Forces families. I'm Jill and I'm Charlie and we're dedicating the next 30 minutes to Forces life. Coming up, we'll meet two military spouses who've discovered the power of social media as a way of connecting with others in the same boat in the community. We'll also catch up with another young person, this time in Gibraltar, championing their little victory. And our celebrity guest is an England rugby player who lived in Brunei and Germany because his dad was in the army. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world, if you're part of a forces family, Team Talk is all about you. Now, each week on Team Talk, we gather around the microphone with Louise from the charity Little Troopers and a new Forces family to talk about their military experience. A few weeks before the lockdown started, I drove down to RAF Bryce Norton with Louise to talk to Charlotte. BFBS Team Talk. This is my station. This is the Forces Station. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Louise. I am the founder of the charity Little Troopers. I served in the army myself. I married into the army and I also have a little trooper myself who is nearly 17. Um, I am involved in the family time segment and I'm really excited to be getting out there to be talking to military families, to be talking about children and young people in the military community and hearing everybody's journey because it is so special. Today, I'm in RAF Brides Norton. I'm really excited to be here. And I have got Charlotte with me, who is from an army family. And me and Charlie, my co-presenter, are so excited to hear about her story. Charlotte, thank you very much for joining us here today at RAF Brides Norton. Tell me a little bit about how your journey into military life started. My military journey started back in 2015 when I got with my husband. I had no prior connection to the military whatsoever. I was a complete and utter civvy. We went to the same school. I've known him since we were 13 and it was something he always talked about doing. When he turned 16, he was joining the army. When you first got together, how did that work? Because obviously he'll be stationed somewhere and you obviously weren't in the same location. How did you make this work? To start with, it was for a weekend every couple of weeks. He'd come from Catrick to Lincolnshire. He'd stay at mine and we did that for a couple of months. And by August, we rented a little cottage near where he was posted in Warminster. And that was it. I just sort of quit my job, packed up, went. So talk me through those first few days of married life and then becoming a military wife. It was a bit chaotic with with moving because we moved ourselves and I've got my son who was four months old at the time. Oh, so you had your son before you got married? Yeah, he was four months. I mean, you've got so much going on. You've got a four-month-old baby. Mm, Yeah. You've just got married. You've just moved into your first army house. Yeah. And then your husband deploys. Mm. Did you meet people? How no. did you kind of you know, um, combat that? I pretty much hid. Just stayed that inside. That was your coping mechanism? That's, yeah. Was there military activities you could have engaged with? Or was that just something that just felt too big to you at that time? At the time, it just felt like too much. I mean, I, I suffer quite badly with my anxiety. So social situations with people that I don't know, I find quite overwhelming. Yeah. So the idea of doing that when my only sort of support being out of the country with a, with a newborn, it was it was a no-go. But obviously that's where like social media will come in because on Facebook there are... The WAGS groups for each posting, they're really, really helpful. They give give you a chance to find out what is going on in the area. So at the time, I mean, I knew what was going on. I just couldn't actually face it myself. 
And it is hard to take that first step. It's it's really difficult. But you have at some point. So what was the change? What made you make that next step? When he was deployed last year, I turned and relied quite heavily on my Instagram account. And I connected with quite a lot of other military spouses. And by doing that, you know, you, you're talking, you've got, like, friends in your pocket. And it was a couple of months ago, I was talking to a lady, and it turns out our sons go to the same preschool. I'm like, wow. Have you okay. taken that to the next step to yes, meet in real yeah, life? Yes, because there's a coffee morning. Do you want to come? And I was like, go on then. You know, because I've already been speaking to her. I, I felt, felt like you knew her. Almost felt like I knew so her. So you're on Instagram. Is there a big military spouse community on there? Yes, there is, actually, surprisingly. There is. There are quite a lot of handles with military wife or military house or quarter, or, you know, in, in the title. And it's surprising, actually, how many have sort of taken to Instagram and showing what they're doing with their quarters and they're connecting with other like wives. decorating like wise. decorating oh, wise, okay. cleaning wise. Hinching. 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 Has it really, really positively impacted your military journey? Definitely has. I mean, it didn't sort of expand until my husband was deployed last year and that's when I sort of lent on it. But it's worked for you and it's given you that chance to have the identity you've got at the moment. Definitely. Feeling more mm. positive about yourself yeah. because you felt that you'd failed. How did you feel that you'd failed in, in the life that you'd had? Once I quit my job and moved in with Ash, I worked for myself. I had my own little business and then I had my son and I had to sort of cut my working hours off in half. And then I had my daughter and it turned out I couldn't do it anymore. And at that point, I felt like I had failed completely. Like I've got nothing now apart from my children. I loved pieces, but at the time, everything I'd worked for had just gone. Did you feel like you'd lost your identity a little Completely. bit? Completely. Instagram helps me sort of reconnect with, with Charlotte because she's in there somewhere. Yeah. So insecurity led you to Instagram. I think so, yeah. But there's been this huge positivity. It's opened a community of military spouses yeah. to you. And that's led to you actually meeting people in real life and giving you the strength to be able to do that it's it's given me the courage to do a lot of things including sitting here being one of them actually because a year or two ago you wouldn't have got me out of my living room let alone sat here with you lovely ladies I would just I wouldn't be here so you've been on social media for 18 months Mm. and what a change you've seen and felt I still suffer terribly with my anxiety but I cope with it a lot better I don't let it stop me doing the things I want to do and experiencing new things but it's all because of my friends in my pocket but what a great thing that, that you found this that isn't what would have been the norm, but you found a new norm for you yeah. and that will work and help others. Definitely. I would highly recommend it. If if you're not comfortable walking in into the welfare or you're not or going into the community centre and being like, Hello, I'm such a just you know, don't feel the pressure to do it, don't do it. But maybe look at social media, try and connect with spouses that way, talk to some other women that maybe feel the same way you do, and then go from there. Find them on the socials. Give them a follow. Yeah. I'm blown away by the positive impact that it's had for you. And that is just such a great story that you felt so isolated that you were almost housebound. Yeah. I did feel like that, to be honest, at one point. Which is, you know, that's no one would want that. And to see now where you are now, you're here with us today, (laughs) you're meeting friends, you are going to those coffee mornings because you've met people through Instagram that have sort of enabled that. That is just amazing. Well done you. Thank you. Now, we like to ask our lovely guests at the end of family time three questions. First one is, what is your favourite posting to date? 
Uh, our current posting actually is my favourite. My husband is posted in Abingdon, but our quarter is in Grove, so it's about five or six miles away, and it's a beautiful village. It's lovely. It's so peaceful and calming, and it's a nice, really nice community. Now, if you could give one piece of advice to another Forces family, what would it be? Get on Instagram, get on social media and um, connect with people in similar situations to you. You know, it doesn't cost anything to drop someone a message and just say hi. That's it. That's all you need to do. I set up um, a few groups not that long ago full of other women that suffer with anxiety like I do. I mean, you can only have 30 people in one chat group on Instagram. I didn't even know that so, was a thing. No. I'm you learning. You can have... Like, um, group chats on Instagram like you can on Facebook oh. but you can only have so many so I had to set up I think three or four of those groups full of women and they randomly talk throughout the day it's like oh I'm feeling like crap right now or this is going on and that's going on And but that's available to all of us It's a coffee morning <clears throat> online Pretty much, yeah And the last one is what is your most favourite memory of military life so far? Oh, the moving I love the moving We've been where we are now two years and as much as I love it and I will be gutted to leave. I'm kind of looking forward to the next one. So if people do want to find you on Instagram and give you a follow, how can they find you? You can find me at Army Housewife Life. Drop me a follow and I will respond or drop me a message and say hi. Join one of your groups. Join one of my groups. Charlotte, you've been amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for family time. The Forces Station. Charlotte's been posting some hilarious videos on her Instagram. She's definitely keeping busy during the lockdown. And her husband has been putting her through her paces as well, doing PT in the garden. Now let's find out who's choosing our first song. This is Team Talk, the song that serves me. You light the skies up above me. Hi, I'm Aoife. I'm 13 and I'm in York. A star so bright you blind me yeah, yeah. Don't close The song that I've chosen for the song that serves me War the World by Take That Don't fade away Don't fade I've chosen this song because my mum and dad got married to it and it's helped me overcome problems when I'm down. me feel happy it gives me a buzz of energy because I know that I'm happier now than I've ever been All the stars. 
Station. That was Aoife with her song that serves me, Rule the World by Take That. Good choice, Aoife. I know all the words from singing with the Military Wives Choirs. If you're a Forces young person and you'd like to put forward your own song that serves me, give us a call 0333 789 6000 for your chance to have your song choice played on air. Maybe it's a song that helps you get through a really difficult time at school or when someone in your family is deployed. Maybe it just makes you dance around the kitchen. Whatever the reason, please share it with us on 0333 789 6000. Now, I know social media isn't always the most positive of places, but it's really great to hear what a massive impact it's had on Charlotte in bringing her closer to the military community. Earlier this week, Jill spoke to a social media expert via Skype, finding out more about the role that social media can play in Forces' life. BFBS. The Forces Station. This is Team Talk in the Noor. Can you imagine a day going by without a scroll through Facebook or a glance at Instagram? What about messages on WhatsApp? Jackie Routenbach is head of social media at BFBS and up until recently, an army spouse putting up with postings. She recognises how much of a lifeline our online communities can be. With the rise of popularity of Facebook groups, you're able to jump on and get answers to questions Google couldn't help you out with. But for a lot of military families, it's more than that. It's the fact that they have all these friendly faces to turn to in their phones at times when they feel completely isolated. And I think that that's the important part. I myself have made friends on social media before actually moving to a new posting. And that was usually helpful, especially for when I wanted to get out the house and the thought of turning up to a coffee morning and not knowing anyone, that was quite stressful. Tapping into Facebook groups like UK Forces Wags, for example, it opens you up to thousands who have been in your situation and can offer that support and information you need to help you get you through it. When you're posted, it can be a wrench leaving friends behind, but social media makes it easier to stay in touch. And that goes for the younger members of the family too. Children as young as six use social media to stay in touch with their friends. My son, in particular, since we've moved, he's been using WhatsApp to FaceTime his friends from his old school, and that's really helped. I think it's important to remember that teenagers grew up in the digital age as well. Social media is their first port of call when sharing updates of their lives and and when they check in on friends. Jackie says it really is important for adults in a forces family to be aware how to stay safe online themselves, as well as trying to protect their children and teenagers. At the very basic level, make sure that your profile security settings are locked down so only friends and family members can see it. Even then, you have to be careful because if those who are added as friends to your profile, if their profiles ended up in the wrong hands, that means your information would also be at risk. Obviously, if you prefer to have a more public profile, a really simple common sense approach would be to think about 
the stuff that you post before posting it, consider is it something that I would shout out loud in the street? And if it isn't, then it's probably not the best platform. Be very careful about posting countdowns to deployments or homecomings or anything military related, like information about operations. Turn off geotagging on your posts. Uh, This is a very easy way to tell people, hey, this is where I am right now. For children, I think it's important you start the conversations about staying safe online really early on. If it's not something they would do face to face, then not to do it online, especially talking to strangers. Um, Most importantly, I think they need to understand that once they've posted something online, it's out there forever. BFBS, the forces station. This is Team Talk. BFBS's head of social media, Jackie Routenbach, explained the enormous benefits social media can bring to forces communities. You might have thought it was an absolute lifeline when you were posted and found a Facebook group where you could ask everyone all of those questions you needed to know before you arrived. On Team Talk, we hope that In The Know helps you cope with some of the issues you might be facing as a military family. And next week, we'll focus on a new topic with a new expert. So don't tell anybody, but this is fast becoming my favourite part of the show. It's where we have the opportunity to celebrate the little victories that forces children and young people from all over the world achieve. It could be before the lockdown that they aced a maths test, or maybe it's because they're coping with the new posting really, really well. We know times are tough right now and we need positive pick-me-ups like this more than ever. This week's little victory takes us to Gibraltar. Our very own BFBS reporter, Corinne Spencer, caught up with Victoria on her achievement just before the lockdown started. Well, it started in one of my PE lessons. I've started doing football and then my coach that was training me was asked that they needed more people to be in the football team. So, and then I decided to join and I just thought it was a regular football team, but it turns out it wasn't. (laughs) Wow, that's pretty incredible. And suddenly you're playing for Gibraltar. That must be so exciting for you. So how much practice now are you putting in per week? Well, we train Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and then we've got matches on Friday. I mean, is this the kind of training that you have to do when you're uh, down on the training ground? It's mainly fitness that we work on with the team, but we do work on like headers, ball skills and all that. So. Yeah. Were you happy with the result out in uh, Malta? Yeah. Well, we, we lost every match. So we lost 2-0 to Azerbaijan, our first match. The Malta match we lost 2-0 and then the Scotland match we lost 11-0. So are you doing any more um, football now that you're here? Uh, yes, I've joined one of the local teams, which is the Manchester 62 under 12 girls. Yeah, I'm still playing football. Mum, I'm going to ask you a question now. Have you given up a lot of time for the practices? Yes, I feel like a caddy. I take her kit all the way to school and I meet her at school. We come back, I sit and watch her train and then I bring snacks. (laughs) So yeah, my life is now football as well. So how do you find the time then to support Victoria and her sort of footballing aspirations? Because obviously as forces families we we move around a lot, you know, you're suddenly plonked in a new place and suddenly you've got to cater for your children's needs every time. Well it's quite a novelty actually having Darren with me because normally he'll be the one that's travelling and it'll just be me but now we're in Gibraltar as a family we sort of say, well, I can't make it tonight, can you go to this? So much easier than just having me on my own. <laughs> so it is a bonus having uh, Darren with me. 
So as a horse's kid, you're likely to move. You're going to be moving this year, in fact. So it's a real achievement that uh, to get such a prestigious position in the under-16s team. What advice can you give other girls who want to join a football team here in Gibraltar and don't really know where to start? Well, start in a team and try your hardest. And then if you get the opportunity, just go for it. BFBS. Team Talk. It's absolutely amazing that Victoria is playing for Gibraltar's under-16s women's football team. What an achievement. And a massive shout-out to Mum as well, who's been supporting her daughter as she starts her promising football career. Now, it can be really hard coping with postings as a military child, especially during these tough times, but hopefully that's given you a much-needed feel-good boost. Maybe it's inspired you to get into sports, and you never know, when things go back to normal you could even join your local team. Over this 13-week series, Team Talk will be bringing you a star-studded lineup where we hear from celebrities who've come from military backgrounds and have their own experiences to share. Before the lockdown started, I travelled to Bath. Oh, it was a lovely day out. Went to a coffee shop, did some shopping, didn't have my children with me for the whole day. But, of course, the highlight was chatting to England rugby player Joe the Connor-Singer. Now, it's fair to say a lot of people call you Big Joe. You've got an amazing long name, though, that we should honour because it's part of your Fijian heritage. So let's hear it. So it's Ratu Chosuteki Tuivanovo Wanganivalu Lokanisinga. And has it got a meaning? Um, in English, it's Chief Joe, King of the New Place, Warship, Spears of the Sun. But my mum always says, just tell people to call you Joe, it's, it's easier. So you came to the UK when you were three years old. Do you have any memories of Fiji whatsoever? There's little memories of like walking around with just my um, my diapers and stuff and getting fed like fruits and uh, a lot of seafood. But that's the only thing I can remember from when that age was uh, coming to Mill Hill. Your dad was with the RLC, the Royal Logistics Corps. What do you know about his career? What sort of things was he up to? What was he doing? He used to do all the mail and deliver all the mail and stuff. And... Um, in Germany, he'd do the night shifts because of those sensitive mail that they had to protect. He'd do like a night shift, and then we didn't live too far from the office, so we would come over at, during the night, give him his food, and then me and my brother would play around on the escalators and stuff. And um, that was like my earliest memories of my dad's working and going into the camps and having those open days where you'd meet all the other children. And um, I think that's the best thing about moving around because you meet different people, but. Somehow we've all ended up back here and um, we're all still quite close. Was it important to your dad that even though you were moving around and you might be living in the UK or Germany or Brunei, that you still remembered where you were from and that that was part of your lives growing up? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously it helped a lot because there was a lot of Fijians in the military. So um, no matter where you went, you'd always be reminded of your culture. But my family, they were quite big on accepting other cultures as well. So when we were in Germany trying to learn how that culture went and then when we moved to Brunei and how um, the Muslim culture is and how we like adapted to that. Brunei was a completely different culture shock but looking back at it now, I, I miss that place. Do you remember finding it hard moving around as a kid, having to leave friends behind or move schools? Was that tough or was it just, you just went along with it? It's quite tough but luckily for me when every time my dad would move, the whole regiment would move as well so my friends would come with me uh, whether it be then or like a year later so Wherever I went, I got on well with any, anyone, so... 
how did sport help you? Because you get to a new place, you can join a team, you can just yeah. be kicking a ball about with people, you know, that live next door to you. Was that something that helped you bond with other kids and get to know the community? Uh, yeah, definitely. So we used to have a lot of like inter-school tournaments. So like in Germany, you have like different tournaments, like our schools like Windsor and Kings. I was lucky enough to go to both of them, but like we'd go to Kings and then do like a big tournament of football, rugby. Um, and then from then on, I'd keep meeting other different people. And then so, but when I moved to Kings from Windsor, it made it so much easier because I've already met them before. And then, you know, we have those Sunday mini rhinos in JHQ where you just meet loads of different people. So it's just um, an easier way to make friends. But for me, look, football was a big thing there. So um, playing for Rain Darling, that was I, something I look back on and I, just, I loved it. Um, it was weird because today on my one of my group chats, Someone sent like an old video of um, JHQ and how it is now, and it just looks so weird because seeing the Naffy, um, the cinema, the Windsor School, and then yeah, it just brought back a lot of memories. And then just seeing like Joe's Pizza in JHQ that we always used to go to a lot, but like just looking stuff like that, it kind of brings back. And then I wish I kind of appreciated more, but that's what you know, your kids, so you can't, you don't really think about those stuff. Some people say that military children are tough and resilient yeah. and that can be unfair it's a stereotype that yeah. suggests that they just don't have a care in the world and they just get on with it do you think that everything that you went through in childhood and the sort of life you led has made you tougher and has that helped you uh a little bit i think i think moving around and then having to adapt to different places has helped me a lot because you know i'm i'm a rugby player so there'd be times where i have to move clubs you can settle down quite easily when you talk about your dad and the job that he did as you were growing up, you sound like you're proud of him. Yeah, definitely. I think him joining the army and doing what he did, I think it opened a lot of doors for our family. Um, like not just my, me and my brother, my sister, my mum. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him leaving Fiji by himself and then coming to join the British army. Um, I think, you know, to, to make a better life for us. You've gone on to make him pretty proud though, haven't you? How does yeah. he feel about your career now? Yes, yeah, so he's he's really proud and, you know, my mum and, and I, all the other families I grew up with in Germany and Brunei and in England, you know, I feel like I've, I've gone through it with them as well and um, they're all pretty proud as well. BFBS. Team Talk. This is my station. This is the Forces Station. I'm Joe the Kind of Singer and the song that serves me is Blinded by Grace by Stormzy. It was the first song I listened to when the English squad got announced and I was just 18. I'm blinded by your grace Every night, every day And I was lost, yeah But ever since you found me I'm blinded by your grace This song means a lot to me because um, I'm a Christian and the lyrics blinded by grace it's for me it's a meaning that God's plan is bigger than the eye can see With you by my side the way that I see
I pray you won't let me down I'm blinded by your grace Every night, every day And I was lost, yeah. This is the song that serves me because it keeps me humble and makes me feel like my feet are back on the ground. I'm blinded by your grace Through the darkness you came Blinded by Your Grace. Did you hear that one on Britain's Got Talent the other week, sung by the Children's Choir? It was beautiful. Joe the Connor Singer there, England rugby star, talking about his experiences growing up overseas as a forces child and how it's all helped him in his professional career. We've also had some great family time with Charlotte in RVF Bryce Norton and Louise from Little Troopers talking about how social media can be an absolute lifeline for military spouses. We've also received some brilliant advice from social media guru Jackie Routenbach about how being online can actually enrich Force's life. And we heard the phenomenal little victory of Victoria in Gibraltar, who's encouraged us all to get out and join a sports team when we're allowed to, of course. Next week, we'll hear the second part of my interview with the magical Lance Corporal Richard Jones. We'll head to Portsmouth for some family time and there's more great songs chosen by you. But that's it for this week here on Team Talk. The show is produced by TBI Media with support from the Audio Content Fund. You can listen to this and all the other episodes on bfbs.com forward slash podcasts. Join us at the same time next week. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.